Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com. Head over there, get all your news, exclusives, photos, videos. You know the drill. We are one of the fastest-growing wrestling websites in the world. We have new, exclusive news, behind-the-scenes news all the time. Have a bunch of stuff from All In. Just head over, check it out. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube, Fightful. Fightful Scraps is our clip page. Check that out. If you want additional premium podcasts, for example, I had a request from a subscriber today in our one of our higher tiers to review a Royal Rumble match, Chris Jericho's ladder match at Royal Rumble 2001. Did alternate commentary on that. Not exactly the kind of match I would usually pick because one of the participants involved, but the subscriber tier that he uh, subscribed to gave him that ability to pick that match, though I did it. We're dropping dark match commentary this week. Got the Q&A show that hits this week. Lots of cool, exclusive content on Fightful Select. But if you haven't, head over to Fightful.com. I have a new feature called Making a Finisher, where I uh, explore the anatomy of a finishing move in wrestling, why they picked it, who they do it best to, uh, any issues that may have come along with it, how they modify it. My first guest is Adam Hangman Page, who you all saw when, or who you all saw, yes, Saw a win with the Rite of Passage on Saturday at All In. Check it out. I'm really proud of that. And uh, if you're a subscriber to Fightful Select, you got that stuff way early. Of course, we do have a contest going on, DVD giveaway. Comment on any story or uh, any YouTube video, rather. You're entered to win. Lots of cool stuff at Fightful.com. We want to give back our friends to our friends here. Man, I am fumbling all over my words. It has been a long week. I'm joined by Alex Pawlowski. I'm capping it off. Right now, Alex, is my wedding anniversary. Yesterday was Labor Day, the day before my wife's birthday, the day before that, all in. Two days before that, my birthday. I'm I'm run ragged. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> got the bright lights, got the 4K camera. 4K. You can see me in beautiful 4K. Man, I keep doing it for you guys. Everybody keeps saying, Jimmy Van, you need to buy Sean a better camera. Well, we got 4K. Hope 4K. you enjoy it. This is what you got to live with now. 4K and the wide-angle lens. 
the white yeah i was telling uh, a little behind the scenes here guys i uh, i'll go ahead and i could probably show you all the original angle i'm sure you know what we'll do it since you guys are loyal here's what it looks like well i can't i can't pull it up now i don't have the option but uh, it's it's a little bit tighter on the old camera so now people can see that i give love to toronto they can see my little maple leaf of syrup up there. I've got some new artwork paying homage to my home city of Maysville, Kentucky. But I was telling Alex I can't like leave a shirt on the couch. The old casting couch back here. <laughs> Everybody's going to know that I'm trying to pay $1,000 to $5,000 a day for a job, but, but there is no job. <laughs> Everybody's going to know that I have pumpkin pie scented candles in my room now. Mm. My God, it's time for SmackDown Live. You all know the plugs, guys. You all listen to the show. Fightful.com, help us grow, retweet the stories, comment on the stories. That stuff really helps. We got SmackDown Live. I got to say, the use of our truth tonight, I rather enjoyed. Didn't necessarily enjoy the match so much. But I like I like the behind the scene or the backstage R Truth stuff, especially the payoff. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's the payoff is uh, over several months of him uh, just being complete and utter doofus. No, no, no. Long con, baby. He's working all the angles. He's he's two steps ahead. Five dimensional chess, man. That's R Truth. That's the guy we know. I really enjoyed that. I liked the payoff. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella come out to watch a video of Miz and Marie speeding them up. This is a thing that WWE got away from for years, and I was super happy, where they bring out people to the ring to awkwardly watch videos of themselves. And for years, they would have like Dean Ambrose throw to a video. He'd be like, and here's what happened to me last week. Yep. And it was like him getting stomped in the head. And I'm like, yeah, that's weird, man. Why, why would that happen? Yeah. I'm wondering have they done like uh, demographic studies that there's a lot of people who like watch one episode of SmackDown, then take like a week off and then watch two in a row, then take a week off. And so they need to be reminded of what happened or, or, or are there a lot of blackout drunks who just completely forget things that happened a week ago and, and amnesiacs, People get hit in the head on a Thursday, forget everything that happened on Tuesday. And by the next Tuesday, they're fine, but still don't remember last Tuesday. Like there's a lot of stuff that I feel like we all kind of get get it. And even if you even if not, you can do a previously on SmackDown and do like 20 seconds of footage before the show starts. They don't have to waste time of the people in the audience who are sitting there just watching watching a video as, as opposed to getting to see, you know, things happening. There are some situations, like I, I talk about this on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. I review Ring of Honor, Impact, Lucha Underground every week on that on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, we also have a 205 Live NXT review up there weekly, which May Young Classic will be added to. But I like the way that Impact does it. Impact, and they're in a much different boat than WWE. Let me just get that right out of there. Impact has to take three or four days consecutively, and they know that their audience is going to be tired. A lot of the same people are going to those shows. You were talking 12, 13 matches. So what they do, if they got a promo, they're probably filming it backstage. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, these people want to come and see a wrestling show. We'll give them some wrestling. 
And yeah. the other stuff, like where children get run over, that's not filmed mm-hmm. in the ring. The, the children near murdering is all all backstage stuff. So this was just to set up a Zelina Andrade Cien Almas uh, interruption for Brand- Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. And I got to say, Andrade Almas and Zelina could do a lot worse than being the Bryan family's TV feud. <laughs> they could. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'd much rather just watch um, uh, Almas versus Daniel Bryan in a real honest-to-goodness feud than have them be like the other guys involved in the Miz thing. Which, if it's Miz versus Daniel, fine, that's cool, whatever. I just, I, I, I'm not loving the the Brie mode stuff. Uh, How is I, she on both shows? I, I don't know. They should really, they should really, uh, really mention that because after last night, I'm not sure she should be on any show. Oops, did I say that out loud? Well, uh, <laughs> Bella and Brian don't want to wait for Hell in a Cell. They get interrupted. Almost is not the strongest English speaker. They have Zelina there for a reason. Yeah, why don't you utilize her instead of you know doing it for the uh, for the Detroit? Better, party? yeah. Why don't you dress her in Authors of Pain gear and have her come out with them? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. She should put double duty there too. The one person smaller. <laughs> it would be, it would make more sense than having your babyface GM of the cruiserweight show. Also be the heel manager of the broad tag team. Whatever. You know what? And, and I love rock star Spud Drake Maverick. He's great. And he's, he's a great wrestler too. Yeah. Yeah. She might look more convincing in that gear just because yeah. the attitude that she carries with it. That's you know what true. I mean? Yeah. He, yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> he does look like the assistant manager that, you know, who decided to dress up for Halloween this year. Hey guys, you know ah. somewhere Kurt Angle is like, thank the Lord he's wearing those, so nobody else posts my picture anymore. Oh, <laughs> so uh, almost does the tranquilo pose, does a nice rope hung triangle. That's a little bit more how you do a triangle. It's not perfect, but obviously it doesn't want to put Brian to sleep for real. Knocks Brian off the apron. Almost misses this knee in the corner, which is becoming a go to spot for him, and it looks yeah. really good. I think that he should maybe take a few weeks off from it, though. Yeah, I, I think you can use it sparingly. I think you can use it when it's important. Like, like if you get in a pay-per-view match and that's like the turning point, you know, that's a, that's a thing to actually use to tell the story. Doing it two weeks in a row, there's just – listen, there's no way to control that. Like, you go over the top rope and you land wrong, then you're out for nine months. Like, it's, it's just not worth it if you're just doing it every week on SmackDown. Brian uh, flies off the apron, hits a gorgeous – or eats a gorgeous drop kick on the floor. Brian almost went full Bree mode on that suicide dive. He did. And then yeah. we uh, see a super Frankensteiner during the break. Cian almost hits a double moonsault, which is where he goes for a moonsault, lands on his feet, and then does a standing one. These two guys are just made for each other, Alex. Yeah, um, I understand that if you're not in, in the U.S., you don't get to see the little picture-in-picture picture during the commercial break stuff. Um, so I don't know what Almas and Daniel Bryan have against the rest of the world, but they're doing some of their best stuff during the commercial break. Yeah. Like they're not slowing down at all. Usually that is like, you just get to like watch picture-in-picture picture of a rest hold. But not, but not these two guys. They're like, let's just keep going. 90, like, full bore. Yeah. 
it, no surprise this match is good. I mean, it's not – I wouldn't call it – I, I just want to say, like, based on my match ratings, I feel like they would get, like, a point and a half higher if they were on pay-per-view and really got to just go full on. Yeah. But – and that's a match that I definitely want to see. That's why I keep saying that secret show would be good, where they just – Bring out people cold. You get rabid wrestling fans there, and it's an attraction. It's a different type of thing you can build to. And you can do it, and it can be absent of storyline, but maybe start storylines. So hopefully, eventually, WDB will listen to that. Uh, (laughs) These two show me something I haven't really seen every week, and that I appreciate. Almost doesn't have the strength to hit the hammerlock DDT, so Brian hits his knee, gets the win. Bree pushes Zelina down and lands knee mode, formerly known as the free surgery knee. Might go well, back to that name before long. Yeah, yeah. Tonight, it sure looked like that one against Zelina looked, definitely looked like that. Uh, wow. Uh, my friend on Twitter, Miley, sent me a, a, a gif of that and said, is this the best sell of this ever? And I said, I don't know if it was a sell. <laughs> yeah, it might have been just straight up. Speaking of selling, though, um, Almas on that on that running knee from from Daniel Bryan, that was mwah, chef yeah. kissing fingers dot gif. So I I've got I'll have more on this. Uh, I've got a lot of news about Vince McMahon, or at least backstage anecdotes coming up in upcoming editions of the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. We drop it every Friday. It's a column. Uh, comes out early on Fightful Select. Our friends at Pro Wrestling Unlimited do a great video on it. I talk about it on the podcast. There are people I've talked to about how Vince McMahon will look at NXT talent and say, oh, they look good. And then until they prove themselves in the main roster, he won't want to go full on with them. But the thing is, he doesn't often give them a chance to. So Andrade Cien Almas has become a guy that Vince McMahon personally likes, I've been told. And with good reason. But it took Andrade Cien Almas showing Vince, but that's not the easiest to do when you're brought up and you're not on TV for two months. And this happens all the time. Yep. All the time. He yeah. looked at he looked at several people, Dana and Apollo included, and said, oh, I like them. And then never did anything with them. Which, which it's, it makes me think that, like, there's a disconnect between the people who are recommend. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Do we, do we know for sure that Vince is a regular viewer of NXT? Or is he's he not. getting? Is, or is, is he getting a, a like a highlight package of people and being like, "I like that. I'm going to bring them up." Or is well, he, he getting? He a, didn't start watching Takeover until a few years ago. Yeah, exactly. So like, I feel like somebody's giving him recommendations. Like somebody, somebody's saying, "Hey, you should bring up this person." He's like, "Uh, show me 30 seconds of their stuff." Okay, cool. They because, are, and when Vince says that he wants somebody, he gets them. I mean, that's just right, and, and that's how it should be. I mean, the, the, the ultimate goal is to be on the main roster, but man. Right now, I mean, a year ago, it, it didn't feel like you had as many dweebs on the roster. Right now, you've got you got a solid, and I hate I, I don't like, I want to make light of anybody losing their job. That's not not what I like to do. I wish everybody in the world made a billion dollars, but you got like twenty guys on that roster that if they left tomorrow, nobody'd miss them. Well, nobody. And here's the thing. Those same twenty guys could probably go elsewhere and real well, real well. I mean, yeah. the the best they had for Cody Rhodes was Stardust, and look at what he's done out there. I mean, like you, you got to respect that guy's hustle, but like he's he's completely transformed. You know what? Who he yeah. is? Who 
who what we thought Cody Rhodes was before he left. I mean, if Victor from the Ascension got like prominent indie matches, he'd do really well. He can work. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing. It's you, you never know. And that's what happens. People have to leave, show their worth, and then come back. And then, then you get Luke Gallows. So, yeah. We, we see how that's working out. So, <laughs> Brie and Bella, or Brie and Brian stand tall. Miz and Maurice are backstage. They're on a set backstage. Yep. <laughs> they say they're at an Italian restaurant. Miz is hilarious. She's trying to speak in Italian. Yep. And Brian and Bree are going to go get some Italian food. They leave in their gear. Yeah. I was kind of excited to see Brian and Bree. Like, I wanted to see, like, you remember when Mark Henry was at a strip club and I think D'Lo Brown came and beat him up? I wanted to see that. I wanted to see them fight at an Italian restaurant. Or I wanted them. To, I wanted to see the 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 uh, infamous segment where, after being like worst enemies for for months, Sheamus and Cesaro uh, bonded at a fake bar by beating up all the patrons. Uh, I wanted to see that, but basically at an Olive Garden with just like lasagna flying everywhere and free breadsticks, like you know. Hey, uh, I used to like the the APA deal where they would yeah. beat people up in bars all the time. That'd be great. Do that. We get the Charlotte Becky Lynch promo. Thought this was perfectly done. Yeah. Charlotte seemed kind of phony, perhaps by design. Yeah, well, that's... She seemed overly dramatic. She seemed like she, she seemed was like trying to make more of it than she yeah. wanted to or than should have been. You have huge Becky chance from the beginning. Becky looked like she would have rather been anywhere. She didn't say a whole lot necessarily, but she unleashes lines like screw you. And it gets a huge pop. Yep. That's what you want out of this. Yes. Yeah. There was, this is something that, 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 that I really did enjoy uh, because it did feel like each of them had a point. You know what I mean? Like, even though I'm rooting against Charlotte in this, um, like she says, like, what was I supposed to do? Like, we're in a triple threat match. Like, Becky's point is, you never should have been in the match. And Charlotte's like, well, I was in the match. And now that I was in the match, what am I supposed to do? Lay down for you? Like, all of that, each person has a point of view that I can totally empathize with. I just choose to say I like Becky more. So, but they're not telling me that I have to root against this person or I have to root for this person. There's presenting these two people. They have a beef against each other that that is, you know, it goes back as long as they were friends. That that there's it seems like there was something bubbling there under the surface. I like this. This is a great uh, feud in the making. Uh, certainly looks as though uh, Hell in a Cell will not be their only rodeo in this uh, in this program. I thought this was just wonderful. It played to the strengths of both women. It seems as if they finally pivoted. That's a good, good move. Right. Uh, what, what I what I didn't want was the pivot to hard in the opposite direction. We're like, oh, uh, let's forget about all this really cool Stone Cold Steve Austin stuff we're doing with Becky and make her just white meat baby face again. I didn't want them to like overcorrect. I just like that they said you know, we trust you with your motivations of your characters and let's, let's go with it. Cause it made a lot more sense to me. I'm, I'm happy they're doing this because I didn't think they were. 
So them going this route, thumbs up. Yeah. The Iconics come out and playfully argue about who Naomi likes to lose to more. Naomi attacks but gets blindsided. Peyton seemed like she was really anticipating all of her spots here. Just yeah. waiting for the next one to happen. Fortunately, this ends quickly. Sunset flipped and pinned. Naomi gets attacked. They were setting up for someone to come help her. It was clear. I mean, Naomi's not made it a secret on social media lately. No. no. I, mean, I, was, I was getting ready for her to phone up Miss Elizabeth and be like, hey, <laughs> still kicking? Anybody? Anybody? Well, Oscar comes out. Gets a good uh, pop, too. Yes. Well, I mean, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Uh, last night, I, I, I did a little mini rant of Oscar can't get on TV. Really? Oscar? And they were they were listening, so they said, yeah, "Oh, let's do that. Let's put her on TV because we miss her." Um, although I will say, when Naomi was out here, like actually soliciting for tag team partners over the weekend, the one that had me the most intrigued that would never ever happen was where she asked Bianca Belair to come be her tag partner, and Bianca was Belair's like, "Absolutely, fam, I got you. Where, where? Tell me when and where. I'll be there." And I was like, "Oh, please." When there's a full-fledged women's tag division with belts and Bianca Belair is up on the main roster and she can be just heaving girls around the ring to be, you know, jumped on by Naomi. Let's let's have that tag team. I love that. That was great uh, as an idea. But, yeah, I'm all for Asuka being back on TV. Uh, I don't understand where she went and why she went, but I'm happy she's back. I also uh, do like uh, the Iconics. I, I like how annoying they are. I like that they're getting that heat on purpose. It feels like to me. Uh, I also like nah, May, uh, Anna Bauer can can, can uh, our old friend Anna Bauer can tell you how ridiculously over the top those accents are. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was when when we had Anna on every week. Yeah. Now now keep in mind Anna spent some time in America sure. too, and I'm sure, sure that her accent kind of dissolved a little bit. But yeah. You know, I don't have a lot of Australian friends, and I was kind of amazed at how little of an accent that, that most people from there have. But, hey, turn it up. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, Turn it up for TV. Anna never would for our show. She didn't care enough about all you people. <laughs> but I do. And that's yeah. why I turned up my Australian accent, Alex. Oh, yeah. As you learned. Oscar <clears throat> beats the Iconics' asses like she had two months to think about it. We get some promos for old heck in a sec. Jeff Hardy does a pre-tape promo. Now I've been told this is largely this Hell in a Cell match is largely a favor to Jeff. Like, here you go, sport, jump off of something fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I knew it was like on his bucket list of things he wanted to do before it was all over. And and to me, that makes it even more dangerous. Like, oh well, at least I got this on my bucket list. That's the last thing. Better go out with a bang. Um, yeah, uh, I, I've, I've been worried for this dude's safety for 20 years. So we'll see, we'll see what, where this goes. But, um, uh, there's a lot of com- like, like, why are they doing these two guys in the hell in a cell? Like, why not? Just, you know, fine. Um, sure. I, I, I'm not going to care about it unless it is. So like, yeah, you know, like that, that's, that's makes it interesting. I suppose. Where's that Nakamura guy though? Yeah, <laughs> he's 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 on his uh, he's he's been he's on hiatus. Like they kind of roll the se- seasons around in a little sure. bit, and he's on a hiatus for now. And uh, I'm sure he'll have uh, a program 
coming out of this in some way. Um, I, I, I do like the idea of, um, I loved where he was there uh, and kind of like gave a wide berth to, to Randy Orton to beat up the guy he was feuding with, Jeff Hardy. Uh, that was a cool little little thing of, of Nakamura, the thinking man's heel. Like, just like, oh, you're going to do my work for me? Cool. H- have have fun. Um, so I, I'm interested to see where this guy, where that guy goes when he comes back. I liked the, the Jeff Hardy video. I thought it was good. Oh, sure. No, it was really well done. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I think that this is uh, definitely you know it's the WWE's video department is fantastic. They are. Like, so uh, th- th- that was really. I love that it was that when he comes out to the ring, he's all painted up. He's got the 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 white contacts. He's very this thing. But in this video, all that is stripped away, and it's just him, Jeff Hardy, the man, like having a discussion. Like that, it made it feel more real. The black and white, all that stuff. Very well done. We get one from Randy Orton as well. Again, WWE does great videos in this in this vein, so not not a surprise that this is good. We have one in a series of matches. Rusev Day with Lana defeated Sanity and the Usos. Killian Dane has a nice power fisherman's buster where he just yeah. hoists the guy up and throws him back. And I love that Eric Young is essentially doing the Cactus Jack elbow. Yes. Yeah. I mean, why not? It fits him. Yeah, it does. Totally fits him. Um, yeah, I uh, Of all the, the, the NXT call-up botches in 2018, Sanity kind of makes me the most depressed. Quite a because, high bar as well. Yeah, that's well, true. Um, but I had I mean, people like, arguing with me last night that the authors of pain didn't have six months of their career wasted just because they're young, and I'm like, but that's that, still six months of their career. Still, I mean, <laughs> if anything, I could have clarified and said a wasted debut because their yeah. debut could have been a big impact. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, um, imagine if if during the shit that happened last night with the Shield, yeah. the Shield beat up everybody, but it's authors of pain that come out. Yep. And send Rollins into the the side. Yep. It's a wasted opportunity. Yeah. Um. So I I just I fell in love with Sanity the, the latter part of their NXT run. Their their participation in uh, the War Games match last fall, all that stuff. I really I really love these guys. Um. And, and I I liked they actually really seem to have, you know, motivations and real rivalries. And now it's just like. There's this big, uh, hairy guy in a singlet, uh, some crazy guy. I think he's European, and a guy who's even crazier. But none of them have real characters, and they're just there. Like, there's no introduction of them really as as entities on the main roster. And I don't know. It just fe- it feels it feels lackluster. And I, they're they're ready made to feud with the New Day because there's three of each team. And you can have six man tags and stuff that are perfect and really ready to go, and they're just they treading water. It's sad. It is. It is. I. They are so much more valuable than this, from any number of standpoints. I mean, I can only put over their entrance so many times. That's really generally what all the only highlight of them we get to see outside of some good in ring work. And Killian Dane just keeps getting better, and that, that, that was obvious in this match. Because yeah. he worked a lot of this match. 
And I, and I was glad to see that because it's almost disheartening to see how much Alexander Wolf improved last year when he had what Jeff and I referred to as from then on as the Alexander Wolf performance. Yeah. Just somebody who you didn't know could work like that, stepping up and Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I don't want to say stealing a show, but putting on such an incredible performance and you really see what they have to offer. After yeah. a commercial, Rusev tags in and ends up enzoing one of the Usos on the ropes. Rusev has uh, to take out Wolf, but then Jey Uso pins or almost pins Eric Young with a splash after Young hit Rusev with a neckbreaker. Match breaks down, and again, this this is a real highlight on Killian Dane in my estimation. He did he did really, really good here. Jey Uso with Uso crazy over the ropes. But English gets DDT'd. The story of this match was redemption for Aiden English. It was him doing all the right things to set up Rusev for victory. Wherever Rusev needed him, Aiden English was right there. You got an Uso on the apron, bam, down. You got Young trying to cheat. Well, there's Aiden English throwing his foot off the ropes. Machka kick, pin. This was a really good way to help mend that relationship between uh, Rusev and Aiden English, Alex. Yes, and because it is WWE, I have full confidence that next week Aiden English is turning heel on Rusev or vice versa <laughs> because we can't have nice things. Because we begged them the entire time they were teasing this dissolution of this team. Please, they're great together. Don't break them up. And now it looks like they're solidly back together. Aiden English had had a rap battle about it with himself as he came out. Like, it was really well done. It was like, we're all back together. We're one big happy family. Yay for Rusev Day. Oh, isn't this great? And then, like, yoink, we're going to pull the rug out from under you next week. That's what it feels like to me. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I love these guys together. They're great. Aiden English is a totally underrated worker. When Simon Gotch got the boot uh, from WWE, I thought Aiden English was dead in the water. Me too. And then I had people backstage saying, oh, they're going to run with the singing gimmick. And I said, eh. <laughs> uh-huh. But the, the thing about it is the singing gimmick totally works as yeah. part of this deal. By itself, it would it would just crash and burn. But it's it really works here. Um, and I love that they're a total oddball tag team. Like you would not think these two guys would, would work together, but it totally works. Um, and I'm happy they won. I'm... Listen, you could totally convince me that next week uh, they beat the bar um, and, and get a championship shot at, at Hell in a Cell. You could totally convince me of that because it would be a lot of fun. Rusev in, in the ring with with Big E would be just a treat. You know, like that would be a lot of fun as part of that match. Uh, however, one thing we do know, uh, according to WWE, who have already released uh, the fact that uh, New Day will be facing the bar in Australia. So we already kind of know because it's a, it's a glorified house show probably that New Day's probably winning at Hell in a Cell. So thanks for spoiling your or, own. Or the bar could win at Hell in a Cell. That's true. That's possible as well. Although, 
as we learned earlier this year, yeah. no, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Because because <laughs> that's what we thought going into a lot of stuff leading up to the Greatest Royal Rumble, and nah. Oh, I was connecting dots like I was freaking Woody Harrelson in True Detective, man. I was like, they could do this, then swap this, but then they could take it back over and do the mandatory rematch, and yeah. then this one switches back over, and they're like, no, we're not going to do any of that. <laughs> no. Lowest the bar, just let's just do the laziest shit possible, as lazy as we can get. Yep, the bar come out, giggle and tease. Samoa Joe comes out and hits us right in the Wendy's. (laughs) He says that his actions have forced AJ Styles to care about her. And says that his promise has been fulfilled to Wendy. I love that line. Yeah. That he forced AJ Styles to care about his wife. So, yeah. in all, he's a winner because he kept his word. Sure. No, That's is, fantastic. Yeah. And he thinks AJ Styles is at home. AJ Styles is not at home, Alex. That's true. He's not. Um, I, 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 uh, Samoa Joe's just so great at this, at this kind of psychological stuff. He's, he's, he, it's fantastic. As I said... Uh, last week, um, he he has his his regal, his thing to scream or shout or intone in some yeah. way. That was his deal in NXT, where he would just come out and start every pro- program by yelling "regal." Uh, Wendy is fantastic uh, as a thing to say, and somebody made a very good point on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. That it's a good thing her name was Wendy because that makes really that's a really good name to say in that way. Yeah, if her name was like. Patricia, it just it would not, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. So, <laughs> nope. AJ reached three hundred days as champion. Yeah, man. One of only twelve men to do it, That's or not? A- not twelve men. Twelve <laughs> times it's happened. Can you imagine thinking that? Like a year before he debuted in WWE, saying, "Oh, at some point he's going to be one of twelve men to ever get a three hundred dollars." Well, not twelve men. Here's the other names: Diesel, Hogan, Savage, Cena, Punk, Backlund, Morales, San Martino. Wow. AJ Styles, and uh, the next to pass Diesel, it's got to be fifty-eight more days. But at this point, I'm pulling for AJ to get to the year mark. Yeah, I, me too. Want, I would love AJ to get to the year mark. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen, but. He's one of those guys, <laughs> like we mentioned, almost like NXT, where Vince would have loved him if he knew anything about him. Yeah. And yeah. then he learned about him, and he loved him. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, it really is. Like, I, 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 I if it was anybody other than Samoa Joe, I would be with you on rooting for the, for the, for the, yeah, exactly, man. Cause I think Samoa Joe, it's his time. He's been waiting long enough. That guy's going to be an amazing heel champ when they finally put the belt on him. So good. There's so many guys who can chase him too. Just, ah, uh, I can't, I, I can't wait for it. Also, uh, styles is at number 13 for combined days. And, uh, in two weeks he will pass CM Punk for 12th. It's pretty incredible as well. AJ Styles comes out and beats Joe's ass, quite frankly. Refs come in and make the save. Paige comes out, and man, she just plays this role so well. She adds so much. And it's like every you couldn't keep AJ away until Paige came out. And Paige was able to talk him down enough to do it. 
And I like that. It's yeah. a, it's the little things in which I don't even know if they intended, but it showed a little bit of respect to Paige. It made Paige look really good. It just adds. It adds to have a competent person in the role. Yeah. And I think that that should eventually be played up on TV. Like maybe maybe Stephanie or Shane, where the fuck is Shane McMahon? Wherever he is, he can stay there. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Pardon my language, guys. I'm trying not to curse on these shows anymore. <laughs> but that just hit me. Where the hell is Shane McMahon? This is what I love. This is part of why uh, this the situation on SmackDown just seems better. Is that you get the sense that Paige is there and she has autonomy to put together this great show. Because there's nobody else there who, who could possibly be putting it together. So when we love a match like um, two weeks in a row, we get to see Daniel Bryan versus Andrade Amos. We love that, and we are subliminally, if not actually, have to give the credit to Paige because there's nobody else there who could be putting it together. We have she makes the matches; she's the GM, so it it raises her status and makes us believe she's more competent. You know, because she's playing the GM; she's not actually the GM. But on Raw, you have this whole mishmash of like. Kurt Angle has to go on vacation. The constable is now the acting GM, and he's always on the phone with Stephanie. And it's like all these things that are going on, making the backstage stuff way more uh, involved than it needs to be. But on, on SmackDown, it's very simple. Paige is in charge, and she's doing a great job. And that's all we know, and that's all we need to know. Programming notes, guys. I will have a UFC 228 post-show this Saturday. And uh, the new look, Holy Smokes MMA podcast aired today. It's now airing at 2 p.m. on Tuesdays. Myself, MMA insider James Lynch, MMA historian Showdown Joe, bring you a great look, a great inside look. It is one of the great under-the-radar MMA podcasts out there. There are maybe a couple people in the world of MMA journalism that talk to as many people as James Lynch does, so we really get his insight. Also, the List and Your Boy podcast, our flagship show here on Fightful.com, every Wednesday 3 p.m. Eastern. I am always breaking news on that show, talking about some behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, Jimmy lends some great business uh, advantage to that podcast, is able to provide a look at different angles or from different angles that you wouldn't get elsewhere. Check that out if you haven't. Maybe you haven't checked it out in a while. You got to tune in to the list and your boy. You'll you'll hear us uh, loosen up a little bit on those shows. And we also have interview clips, uh, nice segments, Lots of good stuff on the list and your boy wrestling podcast. Miz and Maurice later show up and tell Paige that they came to confront Brian and Bree. Paige says, well, they left to find you. However, Paige says that Miz is going to wrestle and anybody who wants to face him will. Meanwhile, our truth is backstage looking for Carmella and he finds her. Mm-hmm. At least he thinks he does. He found Maurice. Yep. Maurice is offended, Alex, that, yes. that, that R-Truth would compare her to Carmella. Yes, that's Staten Island trash. So Miz shows up and says, stop talking to my wife. And R-Truth says, when did you marry Carmella? It's so good. It's a, it's a damn Abbott Castello sketch. It is. It's so good. You know... <laughs> Sometimes comedy sticks with what brought them to the dance and yeah. the Abbott and Costello gag. Yeah, and then after works. after Miz says that our truth hasn't been relevant in the seven years since they've teamed. It's also it's been five, but whatever for the sake yeah. of the story, seven. 
R-Truth says he doesn't know what Carmella season is. <laughs> so good. I laughed. I laughed out loud at that last one. That was so perfectly timed and written. Loved it. Loved that one. That was so good. So Truth is still backstage looking for Carmella, and Ty Dillinger is going to help him. Yep. So Ty Dillinger says she's right there. Mm-hmm. Our true goes up to Carmella and says, hey, where's Carmella? <laughs> Later, he figures out that it is Carmella, but he wants the real Carmella to accompany him to the ring to neutralize the fake Carmella. Yep. Ty Dillinger's like, Truth, what are you doing? Because Carmella accepts this after she learns that she's been called Staten Island trash. Right. And our truth realizes it's been a long con all along. Yep. For weeks. <laughs> it's been a plot to get him into the main event of SmackDown Live. And I love the look on Ty Dillinger's face. Yeah. Where he's like, ah, the old yeah. dog had some new tricks. Yeah. This was this is good, man. This is uh this is how you utilize your mid card. You know what I mean? Like this give is him something to do. Give him something to do. Cause it's amazing. You you've given so so few people on on Raw that were given anything good to do. At least this is something, and I thought it was funny, and it, it advances one of your main event stories. And if you don't have him on TV for three weeks, that's okay. That's fine. He can come back and do the same thing. And I I erroneously predicted a two month banishment from TV for Carmella after she lost her her rematch. She's she's continuing, and thank God she is. And it appears as though if this if this thing goes over like I think it did, that they they might keep our truth and this storyline going around. Besides, on mixed match challenge, mixed match challenge was announced like to me out of the blue. Like, yeah. I didn't know it was coming back. And it's, unlike last year, where they were like, "Hey, everybody, vote who gets to be partners." They were like, "Here are your partners. We're just going to do this now. We're not going to. It's, it's happening." Um, yeah. uh and, well, the wrestlers didn't like that last last time I was told. Right. Yeah. Uh and I wouldn't either. And this but this makes sense. I, I I like this a lot. A lot of the pairings that we kind of hoped for last year are actually happening. Like Finn and Bailey, people were wanting that and they didn't get it for some reason. Now we got it. Uh the, the the our top ones from last year, Braun and Alexa back together. Now they're both solidly heel. So, you know, apparently. So, so, so that'll be different. Um, and the, the champions, uh, Miz and Asuka, back together. The one, the one that doesn't make a lot of sense to me right now yet uh, is uh, Natalia and Kevin Owens, because we have yet to see what I believe will be the Natalia heel turn. Um, and once that happens, then it'll make sense. Jimmy's been pushing a new age Team Canada. He's been pushing it. <laughs> He's like, you got a lot of Canadians doing jack shit on that show right now. Why not? Get it, get it done. So I hope that Maurice costs Car or Oscar and Miz in like a jealous rage. Oh, that'd be nice. Miz and Maurice trash Brian and Bella and call them out. They get Carmella and Truth instead. This is a very slow paced match. Off our Truth's offense still looks good, but it's real slow. Yeah, and that's the thing. He's starting to show his age, and Miz's kicks looked like trash. They were real bad tonight. The worst I've ever seen them. Yeah, no, the, he it seemed like he was. Uh, I want to say pulling his punches, but yeah, it did. Kicks. Yeah, it did not. It did not look right. I I didn't know. It didn't make sense to me. So, <laughs> Daniel Bryan's music hits. Our truth pins Miz. 
So R-Truth gets a win. It's a big win, too, but mm-hmm. it's a reason for Miz to be angry. Brian runs in and attacks. Almas and Zelina attack Brian and Bree, but get fought off. So we're going to probably get a Bree and Daniel Bryan versus Zelina in Andrade match. Sure, fine. Yeah. It seems like we're getting, I mean, for this evolution push, more diva era style wrestlers. Does yeah, it not? It does. Um, and I'm just thinking about it more and more since last night. And like, I mean, Mickey is a, Mickey James is a current part of the roster, but it's also a bridge back to a different time. Um, I don't need. When when you when you've taken all of your ultra talented women who can't get into programs on your regular shows because your regular shows are dominated by the men, um, you can actually u- utilize them and put them in great matches on this one night, and put them in like put them in a, 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 a call up a couple like have a cool like bridge like to have one from Raw and one from SmackDown, and one from NXT in a triple threat. And it's just for bragging rights. That'd be kind of fun. Why don't you do that? But instead, I gotta watch Old Timers Night, and I, I'm not I'm not into it. Like, I want to see the women right now who are making the evolution. not The, the ones who legitimately facilitated the, the change. This is the thing. I mean, Nikki has improved a lot. Okay, I will say that. She's improved a lot. She's done putting the work. But the Bella twins are what we had to evolve from. Yes. Like that was the, the, what was going on there. They're the bridge back to the time where they were getting 30 second matches. Nikki because improved when she had to. Nikki improved when she had to. Yes. But, but it's still it's at the same point. Like the evolution is from that. Not this is evolving into the future. Not this thing of like, we can celebrate our past. Sure. But it feels like we should be celebrating our future more in this particular event that's just my two cents how about carmella trading in enzo and Cass for ellsworth and r-truth and her career thriving for it hmm. yeah it's fantastic fantastic yeah. i've got a totally lot true. of people hitting me up about the taping announced for uh december 29th we reported that like literally Six months ago at Fightful.com, you guys. <laughs> like six months ago that they weren't doing Christmas Eve or Christmas this year. Talent were not happy. The families were not happy. It caused some strain with some families. And uh, even though WWE managed sellouts, they looked at things and they were like, uh, maybe let's not do that again at the urging of their talent. And uh, I think USA Network may have had a little bit of say in that as well, but yeah, guys, you all got to check out the Fightful Wrestling. Uh, it's, it's an article called WWE Lawsuit Reveals April 2018, March 2019 Touring Schedule. Yeah. So when, when, did that, when was that published? Oh, let's see. March 28th. Yes. And... Uh, for we all, had, for we have all a big of your gap. Christmas Eve news, you yes. got to be paying attention to Fightful in March. March, because that's March, how yes. early we break the stories, people. Yes, they're not running anything from the nineteenth through Christmas, and then uh, they have double booked dates for twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and they have a single date for the thirtieth. Then they are off again for a week uh, until Monday, 
January 7th. Uh, maybe the locations are different, but yeah. dates were always there. Playboys, FightfulWrestling.com. We got Dem Scoops. It makes more sense to me to run it in the time between Christmas and New Year's yes. because all the kids are still on Christmas break. They all got you – can, you can buy them the tickets as Christmas presents – and they can be like super excited. Tomorrow we're going to see, you know, Roman Reigns. Ah, oh, hooray! Like this is a thing you can actually do and push in that way, as opposed to, hey, it's it's the one night of a year where we all get together as family and go to an arena and remember the night that Jesus was born. Like it didn't that didn't make a lot of sense to me. This makes a lot more sense. Yep. Smackdown live. That's what we got going on, guys. If you all want a 205 Live NXT review, Fightful Select. If you all want ROH, Lucha Underground, Impact, BTE reviews, Fightful Select. If you all want retro reviews, Fightful Select. If you all want dark match commentary, that's the place to be. Early access to some articles, that too. But for now, if you all want to help out, Fightful.com, share any of our stories. And what I'm really trying to encourage is just getting you all to comment on stories you see uh, the article about Rusev meeting the bar next week on SmackDown. Let us know who you think will win. Let us know your thoughts. Any stuff like that. We want to make Fightful.com's comment boards a uh, real community that you all take part in and that we take part in as well. So, hey, whether you work for Fightful, whether you support Fightful, whether you watch these podcasts, that stuff helps too. Alex, what do you think of my 4K setup? I, I I do like it very much. Uh, I, I, I'm, right. I'm loving the wide angle, man. I think you need to put something up in the corners to, uh, you know. See, it, with my old view, with my old view, everything looked packed. Now I've got this blank space up here. Yeah, yeah. Because I had to hang this yeah. beautiful. This is this is actually a painting of Ooh. where my wife and I got engaged, oh. and I I had to put that lower because my original camera wouldn't catch it. Ah. I had somebody just asking uh, what all my art came from. Well, this is a WrestleMania 17 poster. My cousin gave it to me. These were movie or mock fight posters for my wedding. This is what I just told you all. This was made by my brother-in-law for my wedding. These are a couple of turd-level indie championships I've won. A Brian Pillman figure in which I found from my childhood. Wow. That is a submission grappling medal. Over here, we have an NXT poster from Highland Heights. This is a globe from my childhood. And far over here is actually a fantasy boxing poster with Ali and Tyson. And then, of course, this license plate I got in Toronto. And let's be real. You all know where that couch is from. (laughs) You all know where that couch is from. So now I have an idea of how you can fill all that negative space above your head. How's that? Giant foam cowboy hat. I actually have a foam. It's not a foam finger. Uh, Yeah. It's a foam horse head. Oh. Because, you know, Kentucky is big into horse racing. Yes, yes. But in the 90s, we had a hockey team, a minor league hockey team, and it wasn't called the Thoroughbreds. It was called the Thoroughblades. Oh, nice. And it is actually signed by Lucky, the mascot, and Electrostatic Man, the far less known mascot. Um, but I, I have I'm, some foam I'm on gonna, the walls. I'm going to need you to wear that on Monday night. I, no, I can't wear it. It goes on my hand. Oh, I see. I but see. I'll, wear, I'll bring it on the air Monday okay. night. 
Yes, do that. That's what I'll do. This is what happens when we have extra time. <laughs> we're like 46 minutes deep. <laughs> People said a giant SRS fathead, nah, guys. I'm not putting – well, I was going to say I'm not putting my own face on my wall, but, I mean – You kind of did. kind of did already. We have UFC 228 this weekend. We got a lot of stuff to cover on Fightful.com. I'm back in the column writing game. I didn't Ooh. think I'd be doing that again. I have one on the brilliance of All In. I have uh, some coming up on WWE pivoting from original plans. I have one in a couple of weeks on WrestleMania main events. I think it's time to kind of kick – the part-timers to the curb for the main event at the very least. Yeah. We have pros picks for 228. Lots of cool stuff, man. Oh, hey. people, people keep asking me, upcoming people for this making a finisher. I got Raven talking the Evenflow DDT. Gangrel, the Impaler DDT. Stevie Ray talking all of Harlem Heat's moves. Cool stuff. What do you got going on, Alex? Well, I was just wondering. Uh, you mentioned the uh, <clears throat> the uh, part timers thing for uh, for Mania. What do you think of this rumored The Rock versus Roman thing? I think it'd be big, but I mean, I think people are smart enough to realize what's going down here. And I like what Seth Rollins says. He says, "I would rather it be Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns." Well, yeah, yeah. I I also love how they like, hey, we know how we're gonna get you to cheer for Roman. Put him in the ring against the most popular guy in wrestling history. Uh, maybe, arguably, <laughs> the most popular guy in the world, period. <laughs> I just I just want to see them try it to see how badly it fails. How many people these days are going, The Rock? Fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy sucks. sucks. Yeah, and as if The Rock was going to like ruin his brand worldwide by coming on Raw and saying horrible things about people yeah. to build heel heat. No, no, it's just, ah, oh, it's so good. <laughs> Man, my God. Guys, thank you all so much. Last night were some of our best live numbers that we've done. Tonight's were very strong for SmackDown Live as well. Uh, if you all don't mind, share the story. We very much rely on your word of mouth to grow and an independent wrestling website in this landscape. It is not easy to grow. And um, Alex, without saying too much, WWE doesn't like us too much. Yeah, well, you know. As we have learned over the past few days, they're willing to go to lengths (laughs) to prevent things. (laughs) They're willing to cut their nose off despite their face. Cutting the tops of their socks off. That's what they're doing. (laughs) They are. They really are. Oh, man. They're owning the journos, aren't they? (laughs) Boy, I can't wait until I can talk to all of you all about that. I cannot wait until the gag is removed from my mouth for for stuff like it. Yeah, don't don't get any crazy. I'm in this chair, not that couch, buddy. Don't get any crazy ideas. I can't wait until I get the green light to talk to you guys about that stuff because that is a story. It may have to be saved for a book. I don't know if Jimmy Van's ever going to give me the green light, but we'll see. Thank you, guys. Until next time, we are out.